Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Welcome in, Hawks fans. Your boy, Brussels. Back at it again for another Believe in Hawks episode. We got a jam-packed episode for you guys. Hawks continuing to grow their winning streak to three games with their most impressive win. Maybe of the season over the Phoenix Suns. Then also, you know, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the Trey Young all-star snub. And then just the latest in Hawks trade rumors that are going on for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, like the video, watching on YouTube. Leave a review on audio podcast. And don't forget to follow your boy on Twitter at the bottom of your screen. So let's go ahead and dive into it. Hawks beat the Phoenix Suns 129 to 120 in a game where they've shown consistency. Hawks are known usually in these games or just in most games this season to, you know, play well against anybody and then have that one quarter where they drop off and then they just can't, they can't get over the hump. This was a game where they were able to get, it was a very back and forth game, I would say throughout the game, but the Hawks were finally able to kind of get a grasp of it in the third quarter, usually a death quarter for them. And then was able to hang on down the stretch, making some big shots, DeJounte came alive in the fourth quarter. Trey Young had a masterful game after the All-Star snub. Coming out tonight, playing one of his most controlled games I think I've seen him play, where he was effective passing, scoring, and defense, making some big plays on the defensive end, especially against guys like Kevin Durant, and, and that helps cure this victory for the team. You know, and, and, and you're seeing this team start to play better. Now, there were some – now, this game wasn't all perfect. Uh, Shadiq Bay is injured right now with a ankle sprain. We don't know how long he'll be out. We'll see what type of grade it is and how long he may potentially be out. But they actually were able to get some some decent production from Wesley Matthews. First time he's played in, I feel like a month now. You know, he they got some production from him. You know, Patty Mills gave him some decent minutes. You know, especially that first stint in the first half, and just overall, it was a complete team effort tonight for the Hawks to come out and get this one, Ayeka Akangu, showing why, especially against teams like the Suns, who basically, when it gets late into the games, they take nurtures out and they pretty much go small ball. 
Ayeka Kangu showing his value for this team in playing big and, and, and being key to why they were able to also win this game. Like I said, a total team effort tonight from the guys. That's what they needed as now they're, like I said, they're playing some good basketball as we're heading closer to the trade deadline and everything under the sun. Like I said, Trey Young played 42 minutes tonight. Clearly, in this type of a game, Quint Schneider knew, you know, Trey has to lead us. He had 32 points and 15 assists tonight. Uh, just big, big for him. Seven threes, one away from his career high. Uh, eight threes in a game. So he was big tonight. DeJounte Mary, 22 and eight and five. Now, I'll mention DeJounte here for a quick second because DeJounte in this game started slow. He really did not do a lot through the first three quarters from a statistical standpoint. In the fourth quarter, he started to find a rhythm. He started to become aggressive. He started to attack the basket. Now, there was a point in the game where you could maybe see, if you watched it, you saw visible frustration maybe from him in his body language about maybe the way he was being used. You know, maybe this alludes to some of the things that we've heard with DeJounte uh, in terms of his happiness with his role. But I think in the fourth quarters, I think what they figured out with Trey and DeJounte is you can kind of, this is how you have them play off each other. Trey is more of a uh, a guy who can create plays for others, kind of, you know, can hit shots, and then also can get hit shot. But DeJounte is an attacker. He's aggressive. He, he goes downhill. He puts pressure on the rim. And I think what, what that does is it allows them to take turns but not ruin the flow of the offense. Because the thing is, is that Trey Young is still the number one guy teams are going to worry about at the end of the day. So they're going to leave DeJounte one-on-one against whoever they put on him. And DeJounte has shown a lot of these matchups. He can beat the matchup and get into where he wants to. DeJounte is really underrated at getting to a spot and, and getting for him is a high percentage shot, which is in the mid range or getting straight to the rim. And I think that was crucial in the fourth quarter to get himself going. Got big steal that got it, got it, got a bucket. Obviously driving to the paint, got a bucket. You know, a big three also in the fourth quarter that was big for the team. I think the Jate really made some big plays late that helped the team really keep this lead and hang on to it. And it was evident in what you saw. So for me, I think Jate, you know, we'll see what happens. I'll have more on him and the trade stuff later. But, you know, maybe even through some frustration, you know, he has still also it's weird with DeJounte like he's frustrated but he's also having career high in points it's it's interesting it's interesting a little bit uh but you know and I mean listen he didn't even have a great shooting night realistically he went one from eight for three but that three in the fourth quarter was a big one and he was able to get to the free throw line in the fourth quarter Jalen Johnson tonight you know play played well I mean he was tasked with Kevin Durant a lot in this game which with Hunter out and then with Bay going out, that was kind of going to be his primary assignment. He did a decent job. Obviously, we know Kevin Durant is a freakish player, uh, one of the hardest guards to guard in the NBA, but he did a, uh, an admirable job tonight, but also provided 16 points and seven rebounds and four assists for the team. So, you know, he did what he needed to do. Kit Capella. All right. Clint Capella. Um, What was it, the second quarter? That boy was missing bunnies again. Lord. <laughs> missing dunks. Oh, man. I think he missed that in the third. Um, Yeah. I mean, Clint Capella is the biggest plus-minus player. And I'm not even talking about the actual stat. I'm just talking about the way he plays. Like, his pluses are he going to get offensive rebounds. He's going to rebound well. He's going to do all that stuff well. 
but his negatives, man, missing bunnies, missing dunks, man. It's like, yo, can we, can we not? <laughs> like, can we not, please? <laughs> like, like it's one of those things where it's like, if you had just made them shots, man, the Hawks would have had a bigger lead. And you're missing bunnies. <laughs> like, I, I understand why people are just like, I'm so ready for Clint Capella to get off this team. Like, like, listen, we'll we'll deal with the rebounding, lack of whatever size, losing him. I rather have like a Kongu who has shown he can finish around the rim better than Clint, who you know can miss bunnies, and that costs you. Even though you're getting an extra possession, you're not actually making anything out of that extra possession. So, you know, I just, you know, I, I, I'll. That's what I'll say about that. You know. It, I mean, to also further that is uh, he also had the biggest plus minus actually in this game with minus 14. So that kind of tells you uh, how effective he was. Like I said, Bay got hurt. Now, he didn't really, he wasn't shooting the ball well before he got out the game. But um, like I said, I've said this before. I think Bay is better in a bench role. I don't think he, I don't think he's good in a starting role. I think he's better as a bench guy, especially with DeAndre's back because it changes how he has to play. And I think that just works better for him. But we got big contributions tonight from Bogdanovich and Ayeka Akangu. A total combined 38 points between the two. Bogey with 23, 4, and 5, four threes, 8 to 12 from the field. And Ayeka Akangu, who had the highest plus minus of any player tonight, 15 and 7, 1 3. I mean, listen, the, the, we have those occasional Ayeka Akangu games where he starts feeding families. And tonight was one of those nights that he fed a family tonight. I mean, he was, especially in that first half, he was very effective. I think he had eight points in that in that first half. Just re- maybe, and he was just really effective. You know, he was able to punish the Suns inside. He was able to take advantage of the lack of de- defense they have in the, in the paint. Uh, and, and was able to just kind of show people, again, why people are ready for Yaka Kongu to become the starting center for the Atlanta Hawks. You know, he, he played really, really well tonight. This was a game you figured he would finish, like I said, because of the way the Suns play. Uh, he only played three minutes, I think, or close to four minutes in that third quarter. Came back in the fourth and played the majority of the quarter. Uh, there was that stretch where Capello was out there and he was getting scored on every possession by Kevin Durant. I think that was just to give a Yeka a blow. Quinn was trying to give him a blow before he finished the game. But Yeka kind of a really big game for him tonight. He just has those games, man, where it's like he'll do that and then you're just like, man, like if – is, is he not able to be this way because of coming off the bench? Is it that he's not aggressive? Because if this is the Yekka Congo we're going to get on a nightly basis as a starter, I think everybody will be very pleased with what we're getting. And then obviously there's not much to say about Bogey, a six-man-a-year candidate. Gabe hit some big shots tonight. I think I've always Bogey's played well, but I feel like this is one of those stronger games Bogey's had recently, uh, especially with his shot. Because sometimes he'll hit threes and then he'll go cold. And then when the Hawks start falling apart and this game, he was able to stay consistent, played well through it, did what he had to do and, and, and did, you know, and did his thing, you know? And then like Wesley Matthews, he gave us six points, two threes tonight. I mean, Wesley Matthews for a stretch could not hit anything and he was giving you zeros. So the fact that he gave you six tonight, that, that six matters. That six points matters, especially when you lost, like I said, a guy like DeAndre Hunter and Bay. Uh, in this game, but overall, I mean, Hawks shot 52% from the field, 39% from three. You know, they only had nine turnovers tonight. We're kicking care of the ball tonight, won the rebounding battle as expected. Now, they got teed up a few times, but you know, it happens. But overall, 
solid, solid win for the Hawks tonight to get a win over the Phoenix Suns, a team with the big three healthy, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, all played. So this was not one of those, oh, you beat two out of the three or one out of the three. You beat the the fully powered, in terms of top of their lineup, Suns tonight. So that that is a very big confidence booster, I think, for the roster as a whole to show we can be, compete with some of the best teams in this in this uh, in this league, you know. And I think that they did a good job tonight of just doing because you know what the big three is going to do. They're they're tough. You know they're going to score the majority of the points for the Suns. It's really about the other guys. If you don't let the other guys go off, you're going to have a great chance, I think, against a team like this because they are so dependent on those guys. I mean, you know, Grayson. You know, Nurge had 12 and 14, but but outside of that, I mean, Bill only had 14 tonight. And he led them in minutes. So Bradley Bill, you know, was playing more of a point guard role tonight for the Suns, but the Hawks did a pretty decent job on him. And so, like I said, very solid win. Hawks on a three-game winning streak. Looking, looking really, really good right now. And, you know, I listen, we'll see. They have a back-to-back tomorrow against Golden State, you know. DeAndre Hunter is expected to play in that game, so we'll get him back for tomorrow. So we'll see if he's still on a minutes restriction. I don't know what that's going to look like with Bay out probably tomorrow. So we'll we'll have to see what the starting lineup and the rotation is like tomorrow. But like I said, things are about to start heating up for the Atlanta Hawks uh, as the trade deadline gets here. But it also seems like they are starting to hit their stride. I mentioned on Twitter, I feel like this team, the way they're playing – that they they're learning how to play together better if that makes sense like like i don't know i, I feel more connectivity amongst the team now in the last few games than i did you know like the, like it's, it's funny they had the rock bottom game against the wizards and i think they reeled off like three straight then they had the rock then they got destroyed by luca now they're playing better basketball it seems like when they hit a bottom they respond which is good uh, but I, I feel like even defensively, I feel like there's a better connectivity, better rotations, you know, just a lot of better things going on. I think Quinn has made some adjustments with his coaching a little bit too, to help with that. I don't think this is just strictly all on the players. I think Quinn's made some changes to help accommodate the team with injuries, with everything that's happened. Cause Hawks are top five and players miss, uh, when it comes to games, uh, due to suspension or injury. And so, you know, this is good for them to be in this place where they are right now, playing better, a better brand of ball. I've always kind of said, for me, you know, biggest person I probably want move to trade down line to me is Clint Capella, if I'm being honest with you, because I don't think the team will be drastically affected by it. I could be wrong, but trade Clint. Make oh, oh the starter get a pick back for our for Clint. Obviously, you'd hopefully get another center, maybe two, uh, just to have a third center on the roster. Um, and then you kind of see what you got with this team. I mean, I think this team to me probably will be a playing team. Probably, um, we just don't know if they're going to be in the one game to get in or the two game to get in part of the plan, but um. Overall, yeah, Hawks Hawks with a solid win tonight over the Suns, man. Good, good, impressive quality win over a team that has championship aspirations and being able to compete with them and be able to take the game late 
which has been a big problem for the Atlanta Hawks all season. So really good to beat those, exercise those demons tonight and get that win because that was something that I think was really important. Like I said, if you can beat Golden State in the back-to-back, that will be big because now you're in a four-game winning streak. You've beaten some pretty decent teams in that in that in that time and you know you're starting to build momentum for yourself so you know we'll have to see my son had a gift with technology with reliable internet at home through the internet essentials program the world opened up he's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So now we got to talk about it, guys. Thursday, all-star reserves were announced. And Trey Young was left off the reserves. Man who finished second in all star voting, fan voting to be exact, for guards. A lot of people went to Twitter, including myself, and talked about that move we talked about how we talked about why we talked about you know everybody was talking about how does a man who is averaging 25 and 10 not make the all-star game a man whose numbers is right up there with every all-star better than half of the all-stars and not get in how Why? I've talked about a little bit on this podcast before about the bias, the media bias to Atlanta. 
people don't care about Atlanta Hawks basketball. Now we can get into, oh, they're not winning, things like that. Fine, sure, whatever. But think about it. Lakers can be bad or they can be great and they're going to be covered like the same. You know, Oklahoma City gets more coverage than the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are teams who do, do get more love than the Hawks do. And they're not that much better, have not been that much better than the Hawks. Um, the Hawks have had a couple of primetime games removed. I believe they play the Celtics next Wednesday, I believe. I could be wrong. But next Wednesday was supposed to be a primetime game, and the Hawks were removed. They've had a few of those games changed. And it just kind of goes into that narrative that the national media has against this team and against the franchise about no one cares about Atlanta Hawks basketball. And it, and it hurts Trey because, you know, I feel like people, the media is like, oh, he averages 27 and 10, okay. And it's just like, what do you mean, okay? Literally, if Luca had, if any other Luca, you know, any other star had that stat line, we'd be like, he has to be an all star. But Trey averages that and doesn't mean anything. And for all my people who who talk about, oh, the record, there have literally been guys who have made the All-Star game and their team was not in playoff contention. So that doesn't matter. Like, literally, Steph Curry's team is below 500 and 12th in the Western Conference, and he's in. Now, I understand Curry has been a, is, a, is considered a legendary player, so he may just get that natural respect from people, but to get in anyway. But... At the end of the day, Trey Young should have gotten in. Every I, I'm telling you, people from the national people who who are considered cool national media people and even Atlanta media was like, "How did Trey not get in? Why did he not get in?" You know, I think one person that a lot of people have been talking about probably who could have not made it was Paolo. Because, I mean, yeah, they're AFC and their back is a little bit better, but Trey has a better stat line than him. So it's like, is it about wins or is it about stats? What, what is it about? You know, um, people are now asking that question. What, what, which, what, what means more, stats or winning in the All-Star game? If it's stats, Trey Young should get in. If it's winning, then make that clear. You need to win to make the All-Star game. You know, when I, and there's also been this call now for the expansion of rosters. People feel like there are so many talented players in the game that there's so many guys who deserve to be all stars. That guys who may only get one or two all star appearances when they probably should be five, six, seven time all star appearance guys. People are calling to extend the all star rosters to 15 on each side, which I think is a great idea. I think the NBA should look into to doing that. They they should look into changing that. So. I hope that's something that they're willing to look into. Um, Trey Young did say after the game tonight that he would take an injury replacement if given. He said he's not going to be an a-hole about it. He's not going to trip. He's, he's going to take it. Uh, so, I mean, if he gets in, Trey will make another all-star game. If they give it to him, they might not. We have no idea yet till they do it because Julius Randle will probably not play in that game. And Jalil Embiid is not going to play in that game. So, we'll see if Trey does get the nod for injury replacement. Um, but the fact that 
he's not even just in it already. I think a lot of people are just kind of like, ow, you know, and everybody has their opinion on it. I just gave mine. You can see other people's um, on social just thinking like, no, Trey Young should be in the all-star game. He, he like, like, like literally, I think they're saying like his stat line, everybody who's ever had his stat line has made the all-star game. Like in turn, I can't remember how they described it, but the, like, but basically his, he, what he has been doing the last two years, he's the only player to never make the all-star game to not make the all-star game with it. And to me, that's mind blowing. So why specifically is he not? People are asking the question, is he now Isaiah Thomas of the current day and age? Isaiah Thomas was snubbed from a lot of things. Obviously, we know about the infamous dream team and how, like you said, he fit the criteria but was not selected. So um, is is Trey Young now Isaiah Thomas in that way where he's just not going to get the love from the media, you know, like that, even though he clearly is deserving of those opportunities and privileges. So, you know, just the fact that that's happened is, 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 I feel like disrespect from the NBA and the NBA needs to be better. Media needs to be better. Who's voting? Uh, I can't speak to the players voting. I mean, the players, I always feel like are sometimes some of the most authentic voters, I feel like, but they also, there can be some bias because it's like, oh, my boy, you know, he's had a great year. I'm going to vote for him. Like all voting has bias. Some some fan voting can be a popularity contest. Like there's always bias. You know, like it happens. That's just who we are as humans. But bias to the point where a man who clearly is deserving doesn't get in, that is uh that's a joke to me, and that's unexcusable. So we'll see if Trey Young does eventually get that injury replacement invite to get into the all-star game, which is in Indianapolis this year. So we'll have to see. And then just the last bit of trade news of uh, wrap the show up. I mean, for the most part, nothing crazy new. Pretty much they're just saying Hawks are still pursuing deals for DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter, A.J. Griffin, Clint Capella. Uh, Jake Fisher said the Hawks continue, and I quote, the Hawks continue to be described by rival executives as the most active and aggressive team in the marketplace, motivated to discuss the majority of its Veteran players highlighted by all-star DeJounte Murray. So. That kind of tells you everything you need to know right there, I feel like. Um, they're they're going to be aggressive. Like I said, trade deadline is right around the corner. We've heard deals AJ potentially swap for Quentin Grimes. We've obviously heard DeJounte to the Lakers. We'll see if that actually ends up happening. Austin Reeves has gone crazy recently, so they may not be willing to move. Since they said they want Reeves back, they don't. I don't see them moving Reeves. Um, Clint, I've, like I said earlier, I feel like he's the one guy of all of the guys who should go. And then you know, DeAndre Hunter, I it'll be interesting. There was a report that says Milwaukee's keeping an eye on DeAndre Hunter. I feel like DeAndre Hunter doesn't have. Great interest, but he has interest where teams are going to want to be like, hmm, we could use a wing. Do we do we make a move for Hunter? That's what I feel like Hunter is to a lot of teams. Is he a guy that we should make a move for? Um, I mean, I saw another report that said the Cavaliers are interested in Bogdan Bogdanovich and and, and them. I think Shadik Bay too. 
So that also is another team that may become interesting during the last week before the trade deadline teams always ramp up their deals. They always ramp up the offers that they give. So I could definitely see talks intensifying for sure. As soon as Monday hits Um, and we'll see if that happens. And then, like I said, the Hawks continue to win. Does that change things? Cause again, through all these reports, it's not that the Hawks are determined to get rid of DeJounte Murray. I haven't really heard that a lot. They just said they are determined to have talks and to see what the best deal they can get is. It feels like a team who's aggressive but won't pull the trigger if, if they don't get the deal they want, which I know people don't want to hear that because they want a move to be made, but you're going to position. Either you pull John Collins and get nothing back for him, or you hope that a team ramps up their deal and gives you what you want, and then boom, now you're able to get a decent deal back. And we've heard rumors they don't want a player back. They just want picks back, salary dump. We've heard they want a player back. You know, we've heard so many different rumors about what they want back in return. We truly won't know what they want back in return until that deal actually hits my phone, breaking news, Adrian Ward, Janowski, Dejounte Murray trade. And then we'll know what, what the Hawks wanted back. But then we can also assess, is it is it what they wanted or is it what they could get? So, you know, it's, they said that Bogey probably will stay. He's he's like prioritized by the team. Um, I know people are saying, oh, trade him now. His value's high. I'm like, I mean, yeah, but I think the Hawks, like I said, plan to compete next year. So trading Bogey is not necessarily helping that. I feel like trading Bogey is, yeah, we're restarting the team type move. So, you know, we'll we'll have to keep an eye. And trust me, like like I said, guys, I will stay on top of the trade deadline when that comes. I will be on top of any moves that happen. If I can't get a podcast out to you immediately, you will get one hopefully the day of, or if not that night. Um, we'll do like a breaking pod for the Believing Hawks, and you know, we'll talk about the trade. We'll talk about what 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 they got in return, and you know, we'll we'll assess if it's a good deal or not. But if the Hawks don't make any moves, we'll talk about that too. So. Expect a trade deadline special for me next week. Uh, and then if the Hawks decide to do anything or not do anything, like I said, we'll talk about it. So, you know, we'll have to keep an eye on what's happening. But like I said tonight, good one for the Hawks. 129-120 to 120 over the Phoenix Suns as they are now in a three-game winning streak. Looking to go for four in a row against the Golden State Warriors tomorrow night. Hopefully the Hawks can bring in another win and really start racking some wins up at State Farm Arena. You know, get that home record back to where we're used to seeing, which is usually a winning one. And go on from there. But that's all we have here on the Believe in Hawks podcast. It's your boy Bryce Lewis. See you next time. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities.
price drop? Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business.